This video is brought to you by Incogni. Today, Chinese property giant Evergrande is ordered to liquidate, US troops are killed in a drone attack near the Jordan-Syria border, and Western countries suspend funding for the main UN aid agency in Gaza. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 29th of January 2024. On Monday morning, a Hong Kong court essentially declared Chinese property giant Evergrande bankrupt, ordering it to liquidate its assets after it failed to come up with a plausible restructuring plan for its debt of over $300 billion, with the judge declaring enough is enough. For context, Evergrande is one of the biggest property developers in China. Like many other developers, they borrowed inordinate amounts of money in an attempt to capitalise on China's housing boom, which really began after Deng Xiaoping's market reforms. This prompted literally hundreds of millions of Chinese people to move from rural to urban areas looking for jobs and prosperity. This urbanisation was so rapid and unprecedented, it's hard to really fathom. On average, about 20 million Chinese people moved from the countryside to the cities every year, which means that a new urban area the size of London has to be created every six months. Developers like Evergrande borrowed lots of money to build all these new urban houses. But while this made sense at the time, as the rate of urbanisation has slowed and demand has dried up, many of these developers have started struggling with their debts, especially after the CCP put strict limits on how much debt they could take out in August 2020. Anyway, Evergrande first defaulted on its dollar-denominated bonds in December 2021, triggering negotiations with creditors on a potential restructuring plan. Unfortunately, the protracted negotiations have proved fruitless, which is why the Hong Kong court ordered Evergrande to essentially sell off all of its assets and pay as many creditors as possible. While it remains to be seen whether the ruling is accepted in mainland China, where Evergrande does the majority of its business, it's hard to see any other outcome for Evergrande, assuming the CCP doesn't intervene more directly. Evergrande's stock has collapsed, it's lost over $80 billion in the past few years, and it's currently swamped by a series of expensive lawsuits. It's also been unable to significantly reduce its debt burden, and Bloomberg analysis suggests that its bonds are trading at less than two cents on the dollar, which makes restructuring essentially impossible. This is yet more bad news for China's embattled property sector. While home prices haven't fallen that dramatically yet, the number of residential sales slumped by nearly 40% in 2022 and 2023 combined, with a further contraction expected in 2024. This would be problematic in any economy, but it's especially difficult for China because property accounts for an outsized proportion of GDP. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. On Sunday evening, three US service members were killed and another 30 or so injured by a drone attack on a military base near the Syria-Jordan border. For context, the US still keeps a few thousand troops in Syria, Iraq and Jordan as part of the international coalition against ISIS, and these US forces have suffered continuous harassment since October the 7th. According to the White House, the attack was carried out by radical Iran-backed militant groups, and on Sunday evening, US President Joe Biden released a statement warning that the US will hold all those responsible to account at a time and in a manner of our choosing. While Iran claimed to have no involvement in the attacks, responsibility was promptly claimed by the Islamic resistance of Iraq, 
commonly known as IRI, which is widely considered an Iranian proxy. The IRI claimed that the attack was retaliation for US support for Israel in its war on Gaza. While it remains to be seen how America responds, Sunday's attacks are yet another worrying escalation in a conflict that has now expanded to include 10 countries, and a reminder that, even if the US and other big players in the region don't want to get entangled in a regional conflict, unintentional escalation is often difficult to avoid. In other news, three military-led countries, Mali, Niger and Burkina Faso, have announced that they are quitting the West African bloc ECOWAS, a move that could escalate regional tensions. All three nations have had difficult relations with ECOWAS since their respective military coups, Mali in 2020, Burkina Faso in 2022 and Niger in July last year. Following these coups, the three countries were suspended from ECOWAS and faced a raft of sanctions. In the case of Niger, the overthrow of the democratically elected president prompted ECOWAS to threaten military intervention if he was not reinstated, though this threat never became a reality. In a joint statement, the military governments of Mali, Burkina Faso and Niger accused ECOWAS of drifting from the ideals of its founding fathers and the spirit of pan-Africanism. All three countries face Islamist insurgencies and rising insecurity that created the conditions for the militaries to take over. However, despite the military seizing power on the promise to stabilise the security situation, this has not happened. They've each cut military ties with the former colonial power, France, and turned towards Russia for security cooperation. The country's leaders say that they're leaving the 15-member political and economic bloc without delay, though ECOWAS's treaty states that members wishing to leave must give one year's notice. Meanwhile, at least 10 countries, including the US, UK and Germany, have suspended funding for the UNRWA, the main UN agency providing humanitarian aid and development assistance for Palestinian refugees in Gaza. It comes after the Israeli government alleged that as many as 12 UNRWA staff had been involved in Hamas's October the 7th attack against Israel. In a statement, the head of the UN agency said that the staff member in question had immediately had their contracts terminated following the allegations, and called on the UN's highest investigative authority to launch an investigation into the claims. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres vowed that any UN employee involved in acts of terror will be held accountable, including through criminal prosecution. The suspension of funding for the UNRWA comes just days after the International Court of Justice ordered Israel to take immediate action to enable the provision of urgently needed aid and assistance in Gaza. The UN has warned that halting aid for the UNRWA could have a catastrophic impact on the provision of aid in Gaza, and said that allegations against 12 individuals should not be used to punish an agency that employs 13,000 people in Gaza and provides shelter for 1 million displaced Gazan Palestinians. Nevertheless, at the time of writing, the US, UK, Germany, Canada, the Netherlands, Italy, Australia, Switzerland, Finland and Japan have suspended their funding. However, other Western countries, including Norway and Ireland, have announced that they will continue funding the UNRWA. Finally, in some uplifting news, last week a new study published in the Journal of the National Cancer Institute found that no cases of cervical cancer have been detected in young women in Scotland who were vaccinated against HPV. Cervical cancer is the most common cancer in women aged 25 to 35 years. 
The findings confirm that the HPV vaccine prevents this cancer's development. It's also found that women from more deprived areas benefit more from the vaccination. So the study also has positive implications for developing social policy in Scotland. Scotland began its vaccination programme in 2008, with girls offered the vaccine in their first year at secondary school. The vaccine is now also being offered to boys to help protect them from HPV-related cancers. Now, while you've been watching this video, you might not realise that shady forces are working in the background to collect personal data from various sites and bundle it all together ready to sell on to a third party. Now, these data brokers can sell this bundle of information about you to anyone from a company to an online criminal. Now, while you might assume that you're safe online, perhaps you change your password regularly, or perhaps you're a hawk and always uncheck that little box that signs you up to annoying newsletters. Unfortunately, this doesn't completely save you. Companies that hold your data can still fall victim to a data breach, meaning that these data brokers can still compile information about you to sell on to others. Now, this is where our sponsor Incogni comes in. They reach out to these data brokers on your behalf, request that your data is removed and deal with any problems that might arrive. In fact, they're tenacious and will put in multiple data removal requests even after your data's been removed to make sure that it doesn't go back on the market. So create an account with our link in the description, grant Incogni the ability to work on your behalf and sit back as they make you safer. Plus, by using our link, you'll get an exclusive 60% off an annual Incogni plan. Thanks for checking it out and thanks for Incogni for sponsoring this video.